Welcome to How I Do Content. I'm your host, content strategist and coach, Taryn Bolt. I'm here to help you shine through all the content you create and in doing so, turn your online community into raving fans and adoring clients who want to invest their hard-earned dollars in your offers. In this podcast, I'll be sharing all of my content creation spells that have helped me build a fully booked business and connect with my community, as well as support my clients to generate multi-five-figure launches, grow sustainable businesses, and create a life they truly love, minus the content struggle. Even though I haven't received my official Hogwarts acceptance letter, I'm a self-confessed content wizard. So if you're ready to create your own magic content in a way that is simple, fun and authentic to you and that helps you show up consistently and attract, engage and connect with your dream clients, then you're in the right place. It's so possible to feel confident, empowered and inspired when it comes to creating content in your business. Let's do this together. One of my favorite things about my business is that I get to stay at home every single day with Ned all while I support my magical clients. I've built a six-figure business without having to leave my home, which is pretty cool for an introvert like me. Now, I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of time in my office, so it needs to be a space I actually enjoy being in. And if you're working from home a lot, you probably feel the same way, right? So today's guest on the How I Do Content podcast is going to share how you can create a magical home office space. Today, I'm talking to Kayla Williams. Kayla is the owner and interior designer at Envelope Design Studio, an interior design business based in Perth that specializes in helping new and first home owners, businesses and builders design their spaces to make it work for them. As a kid, Kayla took the home's lift out from the newspaper, critiqued the floor plans, and was forever drawing her own floor plans. After completing work experience at a firm in Perth at 15, Kayla knew interior design was the career for her and worked to get her Bachelor of Arts with honours in interior architecture from Curtin University. Kayla has since been in the construction and design industry for 11 years and began Envelope Design Studios in 2019 after helping family, friends and new clients furnish their homes. This cemented her love for interior design, architecture and chasing ways to be creative every day. The best part for Kayla is seeing her clients go from overwhelmed and stressed about their interior design choices to enjoying the design journey and loving their final spaces, knowing that the choices made are carefully considered for their space, lifestyle and needs. In today's episode, Kayla and I chat about the little essential items you may be missing in your home office, as well as other tips to make sure your current setup is more functional and comfortable for long-term use. Kayla also shares some of her biggest lessons from running her business. We hope you enjoy our chat. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to the How I Do Content podcast. I'm very excited to chat with you today. Hello, thank you for having me. So I want to dive straight in and ask you, why did you start your business? 
Um, so I've been in the construction industry for seven-ish years. The main reason I started my business on a base level is I've always wanted to be an interior designer. Um, but when you get down into it, I was sick of people thinking that they either couldn't get an interior designer or it was too expensive or too hard or it was out of reach. So I wanted to make getting an interior designer somewhat accessible. So not cheap, but it's not as uh, as a luxurious item as people think it should be. Yeah, it's definitely something that people probably think is more like of a aspirational purchase or yeah. not not accessible to them. But that's great. No. You were like, you're gonna change some minds and just yeah. show people what's possible, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, interior design is all about function. I mean, everything has to look pretty, but it also has to function as well. There's no point buying pieces or getting into a room or a space or a house or an office or whatever. There's no point getting into it if you can't use it because then you'll never use it. So that's why even if you can have a little bit of help, it it just pays dividends. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. So is there a difference between interior decorator, interior designer, an interior architect because I mean I probably think they're pretty similar but I'm sure you're about to say you're wrong Taryn. <laughs> Let's go okay so I when I explain it I think of it kind of on a spectrum so you've got interior decorator on one side and then interior architect on another so an interior decorator will say just do air quotes say your paints and your cushions and things an interior designer is one step further so they'll do function of space, movement of space, how you're actually going to use it. And then interior architect is um, more structural. So the word architect is obviously governed by, like you have to register to become an architect. So the only way to call yourself an interior architect is if you get that degree in training and things. Um, So you can move from an interior designer into an interior architect in what's the word so kind of in an ideal way so I position myself in between designer and architect so I understand construction and I understand how things can change but I can't say yeah knock down that wall so there's a bit of a line between designer and architect so everything's on a spectrum I love that how you mentioned how you position yourself in between the designer and the architect because that like comes in nicely from your construction background obviously so in what way does your construction background help you be like an awesome interior designer oh thanks um so most let's say let's take example um a door and a window most doors and windows come in standard sizes so then if I walk into say an old character home or office I can usually say okay that door is 720 millimeters wide and I know that so then I can focus my furniture and design around that if I look at a window and I can say okay this window is probably going to have a sill height of 800 height and then I can base the furniture around that so that's where that construction knowledge comes in handy same with if someone goes can I knock down that wall I'm not going to tell them because I legally can't but I can say I may have an idea this might be built out of this material so that's where that comes in handy so it's just one step further from a designer but not as in-depth as an architect yeah I love that using your superpowers to like (laughs) be even better at your job so that's awesome now we obviously want to have a chat because 
Mm. A lot of people listening work from home and yep. so they have home offices. Well, hopefully yes. they do. I know a lot of people work <laughs> from the couch, but I'm mm. so I'm so glad to have an office, which is like my workspace and the rest of my house is my obviously living space. Yep. Um, what is the one thing people think is overrated for a home office but is actually really important? A really, really, really good chair. So you'll see... Some designs will have like a really nice velvet chair or something and be like, I could sit down there for two hours and that's fine. And you can sit in it for two hours, but if you're sitting in it for three hours every day, you're going to be like, this is terrible. So my chair at the moment is a gaming chair and it doesn't look the best, but I can sit in this for 10, 12 hours and be fine. So get a good chair. If you can get one that looks great, great. Just get a good chair. Yeah, that's it. I, I so agree with you there. And it's yeah. funny you mentioned about the pretty uh, velvet chair because I yeah. have one in my office, but there is yeah. no way in hell that I could sit on it no. because it's just there to look pretty. So it's like pretty yeah. over function, but I have my chair that I sit on and you're right because yeah. that looks aesthetically pleasing, yes, but comfortable, no. <laughs> yeah, like there's a fine line. So if you were, say, having an important meeting with someone, move that chair over, sit in the nice chair for your two-hour meeting or whatever, and then move back to your more functional chair so you can actually get work done. You should obviously really be getting up every now and then anyway, but if you're always getting up out of that uncomfortable chair, it's just useless anyway. Yeah. I also love how you were, we're not telling anyone that you should buy a chair just so you can sit in it for 10 or 12 hours. No, <laughs> no please get up. <laughs> yeah, please get up. This is a sign. If you've been yeah. sitting in your chair for 10 to 12 hours, get up and leave the office. Yeah, yeah move. So in terms of your office or like any mm-hmm. office, what are your three must-have items in your home office? Yes. So a good chair. If you can afford it, at least one decent screen. I'll go four things. Good chair, a decent screen, um, good lighting, whether that's natural um, or a downlight or a floor lamp. Um, And at the moment I'm into footrests. So your legs should be at a certain angle to your chair and if you can't get that angle, it'll feel odd or feel uncomfortable. So if you can get some sort of a footrest, that would be a a good way to do it. Um, Obviously, desks are really important. We custom built our desk in our new house, so it's actually to the height that we need it. Um, But desks are quite easy to find once you've got the right chair, the right lighting, all that kind of stuff. Amazing. So why is this all important? So obviously you're telling me that my Harry Styles picture and, and Ned aren't that important, but why I wouldn't dare. <laughs> why are these things important, like in your home office? Yeah, to me, it all comes down to productivity. So we're all in business to make money, to do what we love, but there's no point in doing it if we're uncomfortable and not productive. So adding in pictures of Ned and pictures of Harry Styles. You have to have them, of course, but you need to get the basics down first. So anything you're designing, start with your big important pieces and then add in your decor after that. Yeah, I love that. And just so important for pretty much anything in business Mm -hmm. um, in those important foundations. Yes, it extends to your home office as well. (laughs) Exactly. 
<laughs> so if you were given a completely blank canvas and I was like, plus unlimited budget, mm. like, so like you can go nuts here. Ooh. What would you be like creating? So it's like the bougiest, most functional off- home office. What would you be putting in there? What would you, you be doing? Oh, unlimited space and budget. Okay. So I will be putting in a two-seater couch. So you have that area to kind of move away if you wanted to, but you don't want to leave too much. A good chair. Um, So then you're bringing in the decor or all the nice things with that two-seater couch. Good chair. You then go to your desk. I personally don't like uh like I don't like standing desks but I know how important they are so if you have the budget try and do two so do a sitting desk and then a standing desk good screens I'd love to have a third screen I only have two only um a good quality rug uh depending on what floor coverings there are um and then I would do two different types of lights so you let's assume you have a standard ceiling light I'd then do a floor lamp next to the couch so it's more comfortable and then you do more direct um, direct lighting over your desk so you can actually see what you're writing without the light from the ceiling reflecting onto your back I'm pointing at the moment um, and then you would do a third light which is like a diffuse light so I've got a very tiny lamp with a very small lamp sorry very tiny lamp small light in the back corner so at night it's not just my screens or it's not just an overhead light I can turn off the overhead light and do diffuse lighting so you don't fall asleep at night I love that I, I feel like I just need to get you to do my whole home office because okay. it's, <laughs> it's not very like I mean it looks pretty but you know yeah. maybe not functional in terms of that but such <laughs> such great tips there to um, get you started and the things that you'd want to do. Hmm. I guess the question would be, do you really need to hire an interior designer if you're starting with your first office space? Depends. So I guess that's with any business question, like do you need a copywriter? Do you need personal branding photos? I mean, yeah, it just depends. So if you're if you woke up today and said, I need to start a business, I need a home office, I'd be like, go buy a good chair and then then come and see me. I think an interior designer is needed because it's not just the pretty function, it's the time you're going to save. So if you're wanting to push forward in your business, even if you don't have a separate office as in like a commercial property, even if you're at home, if you're trying to build, scale, grow, whatever, you're not going to have four hours a night or whatever to find that perfect piece. So interior designers aren't just making things look pretty. They're actually saving you time because I'm thinking about how much space do you need for this couch to work? How much space do you need to move around that room? Um, What colours are actually going to go well? Like if you tell me you like green or a peach pastel, that's fine. But if you're looking at 10 different retailers and they all say they've got a peach throw, they're all going to be different whereas I've got the time to look at those 10 retailers and go that's what you want you don't want that all this kind of stuff um interior designers I do should give you options as well so if I find a really cool desk and I'll go that's really cool I'd recommend that 
but have you considered this? Whereas you're going to find the first desk you see and go, yep, I'll get that. And it might not work. Yeah. Or, or yeah. like me, it's like, I'm going to be given options and then I'm going to, going to not, not choose anything. Cause I'm like, this yeah. is too hard or, exactly. or I'll just guess and I'll get it wrong. And then I've wasted yep. money. So exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a very fine line. So when I do give people options, it's not like four options. It's two, maybe three, if I know that they can handle it, it's usually two. So then you can, I, it's literally a game of this or that. Which is which is the way I my brain works. Um, yep. And I think it's such a great lesson. Like as you've just everything you've just talked about is so important in business about mm. outsourcing or yep. find calling in experts to help you because you don't have to do everything by yourself. So like mm-hmm. you, yes, you can do your office and you can spend the time if you enjoy doing that, going to multiple shops exactly. and looking at options. I literally can't think of anything worse, to yeah. be honest. I don't want to be leaving my house and going to all the different shops. Yeah. I would like someone, I would prefer to pay someone to do that for me and mm-hmm. someone who is an expert. So this applies not just for interior design, this implies this applies for pretty much everything in business. Yep. It's a it's kind of like a do you have the money? Do you have the time? And just weighing mm-hmm. up your options is, you know, and sometimes you might not have the money, but knowing that you're putting it like with an expert to do it, it's yep. actually going to save you money because, you know, of all the things like I said, you know, making just choosing something and then yep. it's a mistake or or anything like that. So, yeah such important lessons there for that applies across all business, not just interior design. So thank you for sharing that. No worries. (laughs) So I'd love to hear a little bit more um, about like, you know, building your business um, because Mm. I love, I love hearing people's stories about how they started their business and, you know, the lessons they've learned along the way. So what has been your biggest fear in starting your business and running your business? To be honest, sharing my face. (laughs) So if you go on my Instagram, I think I put a picture of my face in August and I've only just recently put a picture of my face in March, March, April, I think, Um, only because I've just got branding photos done. So (laughs) sharing, sharing my face is probably the biggest fear. Obviously, you've got the, the overall fears of failing or, or not providing the service that you thought you were going to provide, but that that just comes with time. Like you're you've started your business because you know you're an expert and you know your stuff. Um, so yeah, probably showing my face. I uh, can relate. Totally yeah. can relate, and that's that's why we're we're friends, and that's why we've connected yeah. because literally the same thing. It's just it's it is scary. And mm. it does feel like sometimes you'd rather do other things, but mm. you know, I'm sure that the responses that you've got when you've shown your face or like you've gone to events and people are like, oh, Kayla, I know you, like it's, yeah. it's been worth, I guess, putting yourself out there and doing that. Yeah. And it's not as scary as you think it would be, I guess, I guess with anything, once you do it, you're like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, the world didn't end. It's still Yay. going. <laughs> Amazing. Now, what has been your biggest lesson in running your business? Yeah, just making sure that my processes are correct. So let's say deposits. 
if you get my drift yes um yeah just just setting up processes is the biggest lesson um yeah yeah I love that and that's such a different answer for from a lot of people and it is Mm. so true it's often not talked about but you know everyone's focused on getting the clients or like attracting Mm. clients but then okay what do you do when you do attract them? Like yep. everyone sits there and thinks like, I want to be a booked out business. I want to have like 10 clients or whatever, but can you handle mm. 10 clients and are your yes. processes in place to make sure that, you know, you're getting paid. You're like, mm. you're getting the information that you need to help you um, do your job. And, you yep. know, so I love that answer and such um, an important thing for people to realize it's not just about, posting on social media and getting clients to say like, Hey, I want to work with you. There's like, yeah. <laughs> you got to deliver and yeah. just deliver your you, job after. Yeah. You got to do the thing that you said that you would do. Um, yeah, exactly. Like you said. So when I think about my first project compared to the projects I'm doing now, like they've, they haven't changed in the level of service I provide. It's actually the process that's been refined so everything's kind of the same but you you would know as well when you started versus what you do now everything's pretty much the same it's just refined yeah yeah 100 percent. and that's where the ease and flow of business comes in it's just by being supported by processes that means Mm -hmm. you're not chasing invoices or deposits or like chasing clients it kind of just works for you in the background so just makes your life easier doesn't sound like fun but no it's it's well worth it as you as you can testify yes exactly so do that (laughs) now I'd love to know what is your favorite thing about being an interior designer if you could narrow it down to one (laughs) the creativity like even though you may have say 10 people who love like a coastal boho theme and then another 10 people who like industrial, they'll all be different because people, duh, are different. So it's just the creativity that's different. I, I, I know I keep repeating myself, but just being creative is so much fun and I don't like not being creative. So as a kid I would make the stupidest things just to be creative and, yeah. And I'm lucky I get to do that a lot. Yeah, I love that. And you don't want to lose that. And I'm the same as like, I love creating content. I love launching. Mm. Like I love coaching my clients and because it allows me to use that creative side of my brain and, you know, to just talk about my dog and Harry Potter and blend that into what I do. And it Mm. makes it fun and it makes business feel fun as well which I'm sure that's that's for you is you get to do something that you love plus also that helps you make money and change people's lives as well exactly yeah there's no point in doing something if you're not gonna love it I mean there's obviously things you have to do in life that you don't love but if you can find it's so cliche if you can find something that you love then it's it's amazing yeah a hundred percent agree now, if you could go back in time and yes. tell past Kayla, uh, <laughs> give Kayla some advice about starting her business, yeah, what would be, I guess, the biggest piece of advice you would share with her? Yeah, just just put your face on your socials. <laughs> Did you, like, that's it. <laughs> just put your face on your socials. I need to do that more still. So this is advice to 
current Kayla and past. But yeah, put your face out there. Just share what you do and just show that you love what you do. Yeah, uh, just yeah I can't state that enough like it seems really simple but it yeah. is so true and we have a very similar like story in terms of um you know when I started my business I didn't want to show my face either and some days I don't want to be on camera and I don't no. want to talk on stories but then you also just think about those amazing humans out there who really want to see your face and want to hear yeah. from you yeah exactly yeah, so it's just remembering them and just knowing that um, there's someone out there who needs to see what you needs to hear what you've got to say. So, um, yeah, and you just don't know the connections that you'll make um, because, like, we connected over the fact that we don't like sharing our faces. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we're doing the thing. So yes. it's great. Yeah, amazing. Now, if listeners want to get a little Kayla magic in their life, how can they do so? Um, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook at Envelope Design Studio. So envelope with an I. Um, that's where you can find me. There's links to my website. Um, that's the easiest place to find me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing your knowledge about interior design and creating a like amazing, like pretty and functional. Uh, <laughs> home office space um, and also sharing you know openly about your business journey as well really appreciate it and have loved talking with you today amazing thank you so much no worries. thanks Kayla bye well that was fun wasn't it make sure you head over to the gram and connect with Kayla there because if you're in the market for an interior designer you'll definitely find a package that suits your interior design needs and if not Kayla can cater a package especially for you so that's it for another episode of the how I do content podcast If you've loved this episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave me a written five-star review. And until next time, say hi to your dog for me.